Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Three reasons why everybody should have silver and gold, physical silver and gold. Now, obviously, none of this should be taken as financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. These are just my own thoughts, my own opinions on the subject. But I really want to make this a video and a podcast for everybody, right? You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist, a central banker, uh, a, a commercial banker. Uh, You don't have to be extremely financially literate to understand why somebody might want to own physical silver and gold. The truth of the matter is that that physical silver and gold are held by a very small percentage of the population in some sort of a bullion format in the Western world. Now, that's not necessarily the case in some places like India, places in in Southeast Asia, maybe China. Uh, but, But here in the United States and much of Europe, the idea of owning physical silver and gold in coins and bars as some sort of a savings, as a hedge, as an investment is not all that popular right now. And yet I'm I want to make a case why it makes sense for just about anybody. And and I want to start off with number reason number one, and that is the practical. For me personally, silver, physical silver and gold, silver in particular, has been an excellent way for me to save money. I'll admit it. I'm not great at saving money. And I think part of it is just that watching those dollars accumulate in my bank account is not all that satisfying to me. And it's pretty easy to spend, right? On, on things that I need, more, more often than not, things that I just want. Maybe, maybe I'm just unprincipled, but if that is the, the truth for you, if that's how you are as well, and you know it to be true about yourself, uh, for me, I, I can say that silver has done a very good job of helping me save money because there is a bit more satisfaction in adding weight versus just digital digits on a screen to your savings, Plus, there's less liquidity. Don't get me wrong. Silver and gold have a fair amount of liquidity as far as, as you know, physical things you can own. They're far more liquid than, than baseball cards or, or car, you know, collector cars or something like that. Uh, but it, it still does take a bit of time to bring them to a coin shop or sell them online and then use that money to you know, buy something. So they, they're very good at something you can use as a savings. Now, I mean, financial advisors will say they're volatile and whatnot. And, and yeah, they're, they're maybe more volatile than just dollars or something like that or, or certificates of deposits, you know, CDs. But over the long term, you know, an added benefit of using them as savings is that they are going to keep pace with inflation, right? We've seen that for thousands of years. Over the long term, silver and gold keep pace or outpace inflation. Now you might not see it as much, especially in silver over the last, you know, five years. But if you go back to you know, 2000, go back to 1990, over those time periods, you'll find that silver and gold as a whole have outpaced the underlying rate of inflation. And that's not the case for money in a bank, right? Look at the interest rate that you're earning on savings in a bank. It's pretty small, especially compared to what the government states inflation is. Here in the United States, I mean, it might be different for your own country, but uh, you also have to remember that oftentimes inflation 
you know, many people would say that inflation is probably much higher than what the government states it is, right? And so money in the savings account, you're, you're over time losing purchasing power, right? Even with some of those higher yield savings accounts, which may be a bit you know, riskier or have uh, additional limits or fees uh, associated with them, those oftentimes are just keeping pace with inflation. Um, but then there's also silver and gold as, as a hedge, Right? When you compare it to other assets you could own, whether it's bonds or stocks or something along those lines, yeah, it can, the price can move up and down. Um, but it's a far more sure way of, of maintaining your wealth over the long term versus just buying a stock market index or, or, or something along those lines. Right? Or even something like CDs or bonds or something. Those are, are prone to inflation. Right, those prices can fluctuate over time. And so it's also a hedge, right? Now, some people, I mean, are, are going to put all of their assets into silver and gold. And I don't know if it's really a hedge for them anymore because th- they don't really have the rest of the portfolio to hedge against. But, but for those that do have things like 401ks or IRAs or your own stock uh, account that you invest with or whatever, silver and gold makes sense as a hedge against that. Now, number two on this list. I'm going from the practical to what some people might deem as, as a bit more out there. And I'm going to call this preparing for macroeconomic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply make tail risk to become the base case. So macroeconomic, I'm talking big picture. Tail risk, that's a term that would refer to what people would see right now as less likely outcomes. I'm talking things like uh, major amounts of inflation, financial crisis, sovereign debt crises, major global conflicts, energy crises. You know, the list goes on and on. Black swan events, right? Those are things that people oftentimes deem as tail risk. And yet, silver and gold can help you prepare for those things to become the base case. Base case meaning, well, this is how it is. Now, some of these are hard to predict. I mean, black swans, uh, by definition, are are usually things that people have a hard time seeing beforehand. Right? Not always. But but some of these things are uh, pretty obvious, so obvious that that people you know choose to to ignore them anyways. Like things like sovereign debt here in the United States, many European countries, Japan, uh, on and on and on. Right, those things are like right in front of your face. Everybody knows the U.S. is swimming in debt at the sovereign level. Well, you know we're also swimming in debt at at the corporate level, at the consumer level as well. Right, but those are all known quantities, and yet people kind of see that that you know investors acting on that in in a fearful manner as a tail risk. And yet it's, everybody I think knows that it's not going to end well, that that debt matters. Never mind what, you know, modern monetary theory says or something like that. It's not going to end well. And that's part of what silver and gold can, again, going back to the last point, hedge against, right? When, when the stock market or the bond market is falling because of that, or, or a financial crisis where, where savings or, or, investment accounts or whatever are, are wiped out, 
right? They, they bail in a bank or, or whatever the case might be. Uh, that's what physical silver and gold are for, right? I can't tell you what it's going to look like. It's a much broader conversation of what it will look like, what all these individual risks are in the world right now. But a lot of them are known, right? Look at the pension crisis. Everybody knows that at some point, pensions are going to run out of money. Social security is going to run out of money. The U.S. debt is going to be too high. It's just a matter of when, right? And that's what silver and gold are about over the long term. Preparing for the tail risk, the the unlikely scenarios to basically become the base case. Reality, right? Now, finally, number three. Number three reason why people should own or everybody should own silver and gold as an investment. Now, this one I don't always talk about as much because the last thing that I want is for somebody to get into silver and gold solely as an investment. Because ask somebody that got into silver and gold for that reason in 2013, 14, 11, 12, and they'll tell you it hasn't done very good over that time frame. It hasn't, right? It takes a long time oftentimes for these cycles to play out in the silver and gold market. Now, my opinion is that silver and gold are very undervalued. Relating to some of those reasons I just talked about, whether it's monetary risk, financial risk, debt, bubbles, uh, uh, the risk of, of major inflation, on and on and on, right? I think silver and gold are undervalued for those reasons. But then there's other reasons that silver and gold gold could spike up as well. Things like massive spikes in demand, especially in the silver market, which is much more sensitive to demand because it's such a smaller market, uh, a major drop in supply, such as, as mine closures, changes in regulation, or, you know, just the long-term trends that, that we're seeing play out, like uh, less and less investment in mining, uh, lower and lower ore grades, higher and higher costs to extract silver and gold from the ground, right? Um, or it could just be things like, hey, the, the financial system's falling apart, or inflation is out of control, and all of a sudden you have billions and billions of dollars pouring into the gold market, into the silver market, uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of investors like you and I going out and buying ounces here and there because they want to preserve their wealth somehow. Well, that's going to drive up the price of silver and gold, and you can use it as an investment, right? I've, I've oftentimes said that my own physical silver, that one time or at some point in the future, I, I'm open to selling it, absolutely. It's just going to be for what? I mean, it's probably not going to be for fiat in the big picture, maybe as, as, as an exchange tool, but, but I'm looking to trade it, whether that's for gold or maybe stocks if they're undervalued or real estate, land, uh, make an investment in a business. You know, The list goes on and on of things that I would be willing to trade it for. It's just a matter of, well, when will this undervalued asset potentially become overvalued? And is that coinciding with all these other assets that I'm watching becoming undervalued? right? So as an investment, but again, somebody going out and buying it solely for that reason, you very well may be disappointed over the long term. Because oftentimes the long term for people that are making to look a quick, uh, uh, making to make, looking to make a quick buck from an investment, their long term is, is counted in months, not, not years, right? And so if it doesn't do well over three months, six months, 12 months, uh, they, they, they bail out, right? That sell in and look to cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin or something for a quick buck. And, and that's not really what silver and gold are about, right? I think they're going to be a good investment in the future. They're going to appreciate in purchasing power, not just to fiat terms, but that shouldn't be, I think, the primary reason somebody gets into it because they very well could end up very disappointed in the end. But anyways, those are my three reasons why everybody should own silver and gold. The practical, the saving side, the hedge, 
uh, uh, as a diversification tool, preparing for macroeconomic tail risk to become the base case. These big picture ideas that are sitting in front of our face that nobody seems to care about. Well, what happens when everybody begins to care about those things and, and when those things actually matter, right? When they become the base case. And finally, as an investment, a spike in, in, in investment demand, uh, a, a major drop in fiat currencies, a major drop in supply coming to the market. All of those things can cause silver and gold to move much, much higher and become a very good investment. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video, on this podcast down below in the comment section. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.